0: Good morning, it's October 10th, this is To My Liberal Friends. For most of this Congress, the Republican majority in the House of Representatives has allowed a few malcontents to make them look like the Keystone Cops. In January, Kevin McCarthy kept coming close to being elected speaker, but this small group withheld their votes, denying him the majority he needed. They kept placing new demands on McCarthy to get votes, and the final one was that one member of the House could file a motion to vacate. This was insane from the outset. It allowed someone like Matt Gates, who's under a lengthy ethics investigation for some serious charges, including sex with a minor, to file such a motion to round up a few members who would go along with this foolishness, and in the end, eight Republicans voted with 208 Democrats and removed Carthy from the Speaker's office. Now, this same small group has prevented the overwhelming majority of the Republican caucus from passing legislation as they keep making demands that would end up being a poison pill to any bill. They've conducted this guerrilla warfare out in the open, allowing the Democrats to sit back and laugh while declaring that the Republicans were both unable and unfit to govern the House. Now Republicans have to elect a new speaker. And so far, two names have entered the race. Jim Jordan, the firebrand from Ohio, who currently chairs the House Judiciary Committee, has entered the race along with Steve Scalise from Louisiana, who's been part of the leadership team for the past eight years. Donald Trump, never missing a chance to get his name in the media, has weighed in endorsing Jordan. Now that may be a good thing or a bad thing for Jordan. There are many in the House who would like to distance themselves from the former president, and any suggestion that he was choosing the new speaker somehow might force them to vote against Jordan. I do find it a bit ironic that Matt Gates based his move on McCarthy on the issue of not bringing the 12 individual appropriations bills to the floor for a vote when it was his little band of robbers that were the ones blocking them from coming to the floor by promising to vote against them. Some years ago, Republicans adhered to the Denny Hastert rule when he was a speaker. There, they would only pass legislation if it had enough Republican votes to pass the bill without any Democratic votes. Gates referenced to that in his talking points, but he seemed to ignore it when he sided with Democrats in dethroning McCarthy. I guess it's only viable when it suits his purpose. The majority of the caucus is now fighting back. A letter was sent to the leadership demanding changes to the caucus rules. Forty-five House members signed a letter that stated, quote, The injustice we all witness cannot go unaddressed. Lest we bear responsibility for the consequences that follow, our conference must address fundamental changes to the structure of our majority to ensure success for the American people. End quote. They said they were ashamed and embarrassed by what Gates and a small group were able to do. They've made it clear they will not allow another speaker to be elected unless the rule allowing one member to file a motion to vacate is abandoned and a much larger number required. But the Civil War is not over because the Freedom Caucus likes the power they've been able to wield. They want to change the rules in a different way. They want the threshold to win the nomination from a simple majority of the conference to the majority of the House, which is actually the basic rule. But they say that would allow for a speedy election on the floor since the Republicans have the majority. But what that means is any candidate would have to have virtually all Republicans supporting their nomination. Currently, the GOP conference rule is that a simple majority within the conference would be sufficient to become the GOP nominee. What this group is really saying is, you have to have our support and you cannot bring that nominee to the floor, which is what they did to McCarthy. I read over the weekend that Matt Rosendale, a Republican congressman from Montana, said that during the midterm elections last year, he prayed, yes, he said he prayed, for a slim Republican majority so that his group of far-right conservatives would have the leverage that they needed to stop things they don't like. I would hope that both of these groups realize that they've created a problem that needs to be resolved within the caucus and not allowed to break out in the open on the House floor. I think the current rule where the nominee that has the support of the majority of the Republicans in the House should be brought forward and each and every Republican should vote for them on the first ballot. And that's how you solve that problem. This has been to my liberal friends. Thanks for listening.